Inside the Phone, where we discuss consumer electronics and the electrical components within them. My name is Connor Nace, and I will be your host as we explore this week's topic, Microelectrical Mechanical Systems, or MEMS for short. Now I know what you're all wondering, what are MEMS? Well, I'm here with two experts in the field, Ben and Ian, who will help us understand what MEMS are. Ben is a researcher at MIT who specializes in MEMS, while Ian works at Freescale Semiconductor, and we'll talk about the manufacturing processes. So Ben, what exactly are MEMS? Uh, MEMS is a technology of very small devices. And why are they so important today? Um, uh, MEMS are very important in sensors. For example, MEMS-based sensors are crucial components in the automotive electronics. The sensor began in the automotive industry, especially for the crash detecting in airbag systems uh, throughout the 1990s. To today, the airbag sensor uh, market has proved to be a huge ex uh, success uh, of the MEMS technology. So MEMS are more than just consumer electronics. They also deal in, in safety as well? Yeah. And how are, how are MEMS different from regular computer chips? Uh, MEMS uh, has lower power, has lower cost, and has a higher performance and has better integration because MEMS are made up of components between 1 to 100 micrometers in size. And that's why they're so great for small gadgets, right? Because they are so small? Yeah, exactly. Now let's hear from the manufacturing side with Ian. So MEMS are not just theoretical devices in labs anymore. How is such a complex device made cheaply and quickly enough to be found in many consumer electronic devices? Well, MEMS is very similar to integrated circuit technology. So computer chips are integrated circuits, and MEMS borrows much of its technology from integrated circuits. And one of the nice things that you can do is actually mass-produce many devices at the same time on a single silicon wafer. This doesn't really take any more effort for each individual device, and therefore allows manufacturing to easily scale. Okay, but how do you actually fabricate a device on a wafer? There are a number of different techniques, depending on the device that you're manufacturing. So there's two major categories of techniques, surface and bulk micromachine. You start out with a wafer, typically silicon, regardless, and then either etch into the wafer with bulk micromachining, or add layers onto the wafer with surface micromachining. So when you say machining, what comes to mind is a machine shop. Are you actually taking a little tiny drill and working away at those tiny little chips? Actually, you can't actually do that, but you can't reach the very smallest scales with traditional methods, and you also lose the benefit of being able to manufacture many chips on a single wafer simultaneously. So what's typically used for both bulk and surface lithography is a process called photolithography, where you essentially use light to chemically determine what parts of a surface will be etched away or added to. If this is done repeatedly with multiple layers and masks, you can build up whatever chip design you want. So, if my phone has a MEMS gyroscope in it, then there must be some sort of electronics interface, is that correct? Yes, yes it is. So, like I said before, part of the power of MEMS is how similar it is to integrated circuit fabrication, the way we manufacture computer chips. So because we borrow so many techniques from integrated circuits and are working on a silicon wafer just the same way they are, we can actually simultaneously fabricate mechanical and electronic portions of the chip in an inherently integrated manner.
Alright, well, thanks for being here, guys. Sounds like MEMS are a vital part of consumer electronics, ranging anywhere from, say, inkjet printer cartridges to accelerometers and other inertial sensors. And that's all we have time for today, but please tune in next week when we discuss touchscreens.